Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. Time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Um, feeling the heat. Feeling the heat, baby. <laughs> Were you coming in hot, Lynn? Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> say that. Laurie, <laughs> please. <laughs> Let's not go down that path. Oh, why not? Uh-huh. It was good. Well, you were just. I just heard that line on my radio on the song, one of my songs on the radio. Which one? Uh-huh. I forget which one it is, but oh, feeling I like heat? that line. No, coming in hot. I like it. Oh. <laughs> oh so already. anyway. Yes. Um, yeah, the heat. It's well. Let's not. You know, we no one wants to hear us complain because everyone's complaining about it. Right. So, so let's just it. appreciate it and be happy and yes. be thankful because you know what? There's no rain, <laughs> which has been crazy. Yes. But it's it, the humidity is just really the. It's like tropical, but well, we'll see what happens. The rest of the week it's supposed to be kind of. So nice I understand that you have been um, very. Um, that's the word I want to use. Spiritual. No. Well, that too, but. Very diligent, yes, in attending the novena I, every day thus far. Yes, and how many years have you done that? Well, you know, ever since we we're little, yes, we had to go at, at during Lent. Mm-hmm. We had to get up every morning early and go to to mass before we went to school. My father required that we got up every day. Oh, went okay. to mass. Before we went to school for every day in Lent, he would accept Saturday because, of course, Sunday we would always go to church. Yes, but. Saturday, we didn't have to, but every other day we had to, okay? Mm-hmm. And so then at Novena time, we had to go every single night at 7 o'clock to the Mass in Novena, every night. Okay. Now, of course, when you're little and you have to go to those things, the bribe is always, and my father would always say, and if after Novena, we'll go to the snack, the the, the refreshment stand, and you can get something. Because, of course, it was always, what could we get? What could we get? So we always did that. Just like my mother, when she, we would walk around Nayog Park or Na- uh, Lake Scranton, we were little. Yes. She, we would stop at this place in Southside and get chocolate-covered bananas afterwards. Well, so you were always so, rewarded with food. Well, no, I mean Isn't we all. That interesting? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But you know what I mean? Some kind of an ice creamy <clears throat> kind of yes. thing that you could cold thing that you could have in the summer when you were, you know, exercising. So that depleted because I'm sure everything we had depleted what we burned off walking around the lake. But nonetheless, we yes. did it. So what the hell? Well, how, when you got older, were you allowed to have a cold beer? No, we weren't allowed to have a cold beer at all. My father used to say when we had, if you want your friends to come over, no problem. We'll have we'll have a keg of root beer. Oh, a mm-hmm. root beer. A root beer. Okay. Never, because he owned a beer distributorship. That would never happen. Okay. So, but anyway, so I'm so used to going. And then as I, you know, got older, I would go here and there. 
and something very spiritual happened for me way back in 1997 there at, at Novena. And, um, I, it just never left me. And it was a, it was a very, it was at a very tough time in my life. And I just, there was just something about it that happened. And I just believe that that ground is so sacred and holy and I just love going. So every year now for about the last eight, seven, eight years, I plug it right into my calendar and make, you know, work around it, especially now since I'm in my own business. Um, and I make sure I go to the 3.30, which is just a novena every day. That way it takes about a full hour from the time you leave to get there to being there for the half hour to getting back. So it's an hour of time that I block out to be there. And it's very important to me. And I love to be there. And the people and just being up on that hill and the beautiful land of West Scranton. How could you not want to be up there? Of course, sacred ground is West Scranton. So... <laughs> How appropriate that St. Anne's is on the land. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so it just, I just love it. I love it. Okay. So yep. you've been there. Um, Although I do have to say yesterday, the priest who was giving his, his speaking, he made a comment about words and how words can affect your thought and your own belief and your belief in others and what others think because you're saying things in shame and all this kind of stuff. And at one point he said, this is just what he said, Lynn, so hold on to your hat. He said that you don't have on. He said, um, women, he's talking about gossip and he goes on and, and he said, and women love to gossip. Of course, men do too, but we call it bonding. He said this? He said that at the novena. This is the feast of Saint Anne, correct? Mother of yes. Jesus, yes. Know, Mother of Mary. Mother of Mary. Right. Okay. I was a little <laughs> talking about shame and talking about words that I was a little mm-hmm. kind of. I thought, whoa! And I looked, watched the other uh, women's reactions sitting underneath the tent, and, and they all sort of like cringed a little at that. Now, then, of course, he threw in the guys do it too but notice who he said first that was just a cover i think um i i wasn't very happy with that at no. all i don't know if, if somebody if, you know i don't like that that wasn't right and you're sitting there yeah for the feast of saint anne who is obviously a woman and i don't care gossip you're talking negatively about words or how positive they can be too and then you're going to say gossip and women love to gossip the inflection was really there of course, men do too, but we call it bonding. That's how exactly what he said. Well, I hope so, somebody takes them to task. I do too. That. I don't think that was right. That's why I'm saying <clears throat> it right now. If you know what I'm saying, um, yes. but other than than that, that what I get out of that is very rewarding. And well, the cops and the Scranton cops are there and they're dealing with people in their cars and the heat and the, and they're doing a wonderful job. They're always kind. They're friendly. They're considerate of the older folks coming and going. And God bless these older folks with wheelchairs and, and, and canes. And it's, they're there because they believe. And it's such a neat thing to see believers and believing in something and making that, as they call that pilgrimage every year, mm-hmm. um, it's, I love it. I love being there. So, um, that's, so today we're, t- we're taping on Thursday. Today's the, f- will be my fourth, fourth day already. I can't believe it. For how many days? Seven? Ten. Ten. Mm-hmm. Okay. So would you have some priest who speaks? Two different priests speak yearly. 
and they announce who they are and okay. they both do their thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And this guy, the first day who was speaking today, I was so, I loved his stories because he was talking about a guy who he was sitting watching a man. He was, he was sitting reading a book in a window. And I forget, I think, I want to say he said Minneapolis or uh, Minnesota. I'm not sure if he said he was in Minneapolis, but he was in Minnesota. And he was, I think he said that. And he was at a window and he wanted to people watch. And he saw this guy walking across the street with two canes. And he said it took several changes of the lights for the man to get across four lanes and people were patient, not really, but they, you know, here's a guy with two canes. He looked older and he said he's probably coming out of his little apartment, basement apartment for the first time in, you know, from the get from the winter. And he's, you know, and he had made all these assumptions based on looking at the man. And he mm-hmm. said, but man, he has such an interesting face. What I wouldn't give to be able to talk to that guy. I would love to hear his story. He just thought of that. So the guy made it across the street and and the priest started reading his book that he was reading. A couple minutes later, um, he gets a tap on his shoulder and he says, would you mind if I sit with you? And lo and behold, it's the guy walking across the street with the canes. Mm-hmm. And he sat down with them and they had this conversation. And it turns out that, no, he doesn't live in the basement apartment. He owns the building that he lives in in the building. <laughs> he ha- he was 96 years old and he has a wife and they were going on to some other property for the weekend. And just the whole and he was Methodist, and he said he didn't tell him that he was a priest. He said, I had a pair of jeans and a T-shirt on, so he would not know. But I didn't feel like, because every time you say you're a priest, people talk about religion, and there's really, you know, that starts then. So anyway, it, but what he was saying was it, 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 you that old, you know, don't um, judge a book by its cover um, kind of thing. And we all do that. We all look at people, and we believe that they're this, that, or the other. And that may, we may not be right. And that was the first one. And the second one was change today. This, this old man who was a, um, a, uh, um, like a homeless guy and he never would look up except when someone would walk by, he would say change today. And he would, you, he didn't know if he meant extra change or how did he mean that? And what it was is that he said he never, no one ever pays attention to him. They kind of walk across the street and the priest said he found himself doing the same thing. They ignore the person. And he said, don't ignore me. I'm a human being. Regardless of what it is I don't have, I'm a human being. So change today could be your perspective on what you're looking at. And that, that was just, I, so I thought that was neat. Just as inflection change today. So um, anyway, you, I just learn because I love the spoken word and I love to listen. So it means a lot to me because I take all these little things away. So does that mean you stop making judgments about people you see on the street? No. <laughs> I'm a human being. We all do that. But I think a little bit differently. I'm, I'm a thinker anyway. I don't, I, I think we all are judgmental people. Everybody well, sure. kind of does that. There's no way of getting around it. But I always look at things. I try to be a little more okay about things or I smile at people or I wave to them or I don't just ign- usually ignore people. I just, I don't, unless I don't want to talk to people, but people who I know, you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, but I don't, I, I do make it like Johnny Lucas. I, I oh. look at him looking at us. He got his hair cut too, by the way, look at him. Skin job, him. nice <laughs> and cool. He looks like he went to Joe West, the barber from West side years ago. But anyway, um, 
it, it so yeah i it makes you th- when you listen and those you see those things it makes you think and i think that's all this novena does is it, it opens your eyes if you're listening to what they're saying to what is there and try to take a little bit away from it so, so is every one of these evenings a formal mass too no all of them are except the 330 330 oh. is novena only well, what does that so mean? So that means it's only the novena. If you go the other ones, there's a mass, about a 20, 25-minute mass, and then the novena afterwards. But what does novena mean? It's a prayer. It's all about prayer to St. Anne and this, this, the, whatever they're, they're talking about, whatever their theme is for the year. And then you say the prayers and sing the, the, the St. Anne's hymn and those kind of things. And you say so many prayers in a row. And um, it's a, an actual, when you say, say a novena, it's like a prayer, a series of prayer and stuff so it's great so if you haven't been give it a shot it's good i don't even know what time we started do you yes okay are we still okay okay what three more minutes yes okay because i'm too busy on my soapbox Mm -hmm. uh last night went to sibio's for dinner yeah. haven't been except the night you and um meyer and um patrick, patrick were there when sean and i went yes. we went with um diane and mike baldy mm-hmm. meyer and i and we had a lovely time um salmon delicious mm-hmm. um great time and um that was my night that was my week out yeah well it was a um beautiful absolutely spectacular weekend yeah, last weekend. Mm-hmm. I know. So we spent the the weekend at the lake mm-hmm. and took the boat out for just some spectacular rides. It was just really wonderful. It was really a nice time to be at the lake. Mm-hmm. Loved opening the windows at nighttime, letting the cooler air come in. It was really nice. Yeah, I wish I wish summer was always like that. That kind of thing. I'd be real happy. Mm-hmm. Like San Diego weather or something. Yeah, I can't. Uh, uh, extremes of both of these. And we get it here. We it's, sure it, do. it's real extreme here. There's the, the the in between is not enough around here, is it? But I I do. I, people say you'll be complaining when it's you know ten below or ten degrees. I'm like, no, I won't, because it's easier to get warm than it is to get cool, right? <laughs> Think about that. No, I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. It yeah. is. Mm-hmm. So, um, where are we with that? Are we good? Yeah. Okay. I think it'd be time for us to take a short break. All right. Break. So, we're going to take a break and we will be right back. You're listening this morning to The Laurie and Lynn Show. It's Saturday morning with Laurie and Lynn. Now, back to Laurie and Lynn. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Lynn Evans. I'm the president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm at Clark Summit. And I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women. Available on Amazon.com. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And here we are. Do, 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 do. Yes, here we are. So, hey, you know whose birthday's coming up? Who's? Ann Cadden RN. Oh, that's right. And she will be 80. The big 80. 80. 80, man. 8, the 5th of Aug. Any other um, birthdays coming up? Mm, my sister in law, Joanne Cadden, was yesterday, the 19th. Okay. Happy birthday to Joanne. 
And um, no, I don't know. Probably, but. Okay. Um, I had something I, I thought was interesting. Everybody always um, has something nasty to say about Fox News. And they think that even though they say fair and, and something when they talk about themselves, there are a lot of people who feel that it's um, significantly biased. And I usually, when I get things from Fox News, take it with a grain of salt, so to speak. Uh, but this one, and I, I delete was, it. But go ahead. This was interesting because it wasn't really written by, um, I don't think it's not one of the announcers that, that or the, as they call them, the talking heads that we're used to seeing. This is written by a person. I don't know if it's a male or female person because that person's name is Star Hughes Gora. Probably a girl. I think so. But in any a woman. event, this was done last year around the time of Equal Pay Day, which is usually the beginning of April. And it's, it's an awareness day to recognize the fact that women still earn about 78 cents of every dollar that a man earns in the same position. So it's just an opportunity to bring that to the fore. And last year, she, we'll call her that, she wrote this article that I thought was really interesting because it is right on point. And she said, as we draw awareness to such an important issue, I'd like to bring some attention to a disheartening figure by the 2015 Fidelity Investments Money Fit Women Study. According to this study, 80% of women confess they have refrained from and feel uncomfortable with discussing their finances with those they're close to. Their parents, spouses, siblings, best friends, etc. 80%. Women around the world work so hard to break through that glass ceiling balance it all and earn the same wages as their male counterparts, yet an alarming number of women don't discuss the core reason for that wage gap, money, with those who love and care about them the most. So the question is, why? That's been like my cause celebre here for years. <laughs> why don't they? Most researchers point towards confidence. From the early days in a woman's education, Women are less confident and more timid in fields like math, science, and computer programming as those have historically been male-dominated and more heavily encouraged by young male students. For young male students. It's no surprise that as women move into adulthood, they are not as confident in their math skills and thus their financial know-how given their history throughout their early education. But I can't help but disagree with that lack of confidence is the main reason 80% of women are uncomfortable discussing money. After all, women now make up 60% of university graduates, almost all of whom are required to complete a certain degree of math and basic business courses. According to Fidelity's survey, 92% of women want to learn more about financial planning, 75% want to learn more about money and investing, and 83% want to get more involved in their finances in the next year. What's even more interesting is that 82% of women are confident in managing their day-to-day -day budgeting. While confidence undoubtedly comes into play with women and money, the real reason to many women, the real reason 
so many women don't feel comfortable discussing their finances is the negative stigma associated with it. The organization called Ban Bossy states, when a little boy asserts himself, he's called a leader. Yet when a little girl does the same, she risks being branded bossy. The same goes for women and money. When women talk about money in an authoritative way, there is a belief and negative stigma that women are not only bossy, but pushy, egotistical, and too ambitious. It's a badge of honor for men, but it makes women seem money-hungry and aggressive. As it stands, women are already twice as likely to be labeled bossy than their male counterparts, and a common indicator for bossiness is a focus on authority, power, and status, and that includes money. According to Harvard Business Review, high-achieving women experience social backlash because their very success, and specifically the behaviors that created that success, violates our expectations about how women are supposed to behave. If a woman acts out of character and is not feminine, nurturing, and kind with her communication, she's disliked. For most, discussing money and finances is considered masculine and macho. And it's not surprising that women fear backlash in approaching a topic such as that. So how do we make some changes here? We change the language. We just need to ban the word bossy and need to eliminate the negative stigma associated with women discussing their finances. It does not make a woman money hungry, but rather educated, smart, and prepared. Number two, get educated. Education is a key component to change. Young girls in school should be proud to excel in math, science, and computer programming. Young women in college should be required to enroll in personal finance and accounting classes, regardless of their major. Hooray, hooray, hooray. And number three, embrace asking for help. Most people view asking for help as a weakness, but in reality, those on the giving end of it feel fulfilled by giving help. Asking for help is a great way to start the conversation as it relates to your finances and will get you used to speaking about it without coming from a powerful, authoritative position. We're moving in the right direction, but there's still a lot of work to be done. I believe the true progress will be made when we acknowledge that the real issue deterring women from talking about money is not confidence, but self-imposed limitations in our thinking. Only then will teachers parents, businesses, and society at large be able to identify the real challenge at hand and work to fix it. Good, but I don't like... Why does bossy have to be um, a negative word? Well, because it's usually a word that if you look at the connotation is that it's it's someone who wants to lord it over someone else. Mm -hmm. But I... But when men do it, it's okay. But I like it. Gossip. I like to be bossy. Gossip. I do. I like to be bossy. And I think, in all honesty, I think most women want to be like that. I don't think there's a, I don't like that as a negative way. I like to be bossy. Well, we know. I but know. <laughs> but I But I don't think there's anything wrong with someone calling me bossy. I don't care. So, yeah, good. Yeah. I, I just thought that was an interesting take on it because I do think that it's got nothing to do with confidence um, in the sense that you don't, it, it, because you are a person who has gone up through the ranks and, and achieved something, 
it doesn't mean that you have to give up your femininity in the process. Oh, no, absolutely and the, not. And the nurturing, the communication, all that kind of stuff. I think maybe it's time for us to change our business model. And instead of women trying to adapt to the male model of how you climb the ladder, that we might want to include some of the things that women are really good at and say, it's a little better model. It's a fairer model. some people model. do do that. Yeah, there are some organizations that do that. Mm -hmm. But then I think of Tesla and, you know, how they just, um, was it Tesla? No, it was the one that the guy um, was just, he fired or was let go recently because of the um, really anti-woman environment. It was I don't a brand know. new company. I forget what it was called. It's not Tesla. Um, I think so. Um, or Uber? Yeah. Yeah, that was it. It was yeah. Uber. Yep. Okay. And it's funny because I, I don't know if you, do you use Uber? No. I have used it many times when I'm in the bigger cities, especially in Florida. And what I find interesting is the majority <laughs> of the, the people who were drivers were women. And they were women because they could fit that into their schedule. Uh, it's absolutely a great thing. If you can do so, that. I mean, I would love to do it. I would love it because I think it's like taxi cab confessionals. You could kind of get that kind of stuff. I would love to like do that. T take my, my TV, Mark, get him in there and pick and some people up and start it. getting recorded. <laughs> I would love to do that. I'm no. not kidding because I think people say the darndest things, you oh, know, they when do. I they think do. it would be great. And I know a friend of mine does Uber, he Ubers and yes. the stories. I love it. I know the stories are great. I know. But what I, I also like about it is that I notice that the ones that really get the biggest tips are the ones who take the time and effort to actually keep, especially in Florida, keep cold water bottles in their car. And when you get in, they ask you, would you like a water bottle? And it, they're trying to make it really be a wonderful experience. Wow. So they want to know what radio station you want to listen to. And yeah, not that's want neat. To listen to yeah. You know, are you comfortable? Is the air on? Right? Whatever it is, it's just really cool. Accommodating. Mm -hmm. Very. I like it. And that's I like the it. women more I've than never, the men. I've never used it because I've never really had to. I, in, in New York, I kind of still like the old cab kind of thing, you know, mm -hmm. cab driver. They drive me nuts. Um, but I, I know, but I don't mind that. It's like I like the yellow things flown around. But anyway. So whatever. Right, so we, we have the lovely Mary McNichols here. So we might as well ask her since she's in a corporate environment. You know, you've had to make it all the way up the road here. Um, so how have you noticed things like that in your world? Well, I have worked up through the ranks throughout my many years of banking. And, yeah. you know, I have to say for me personally, it's always been a very positive environment for mm -hmm. women. And when we work with things like affirmative action um, and you're looking at hiring, hiring women for higher level positions as opposed to men. You know, those are things that you need to keep track of from an affirmative action standpoint. But sometimes it's tough to be able to find the women with the skills that you need or the background right, right. that have had the opportunity to go through those particular jobs and get really good at them to fill the positions that you're looking for. And Mary's a vice, is a senior vice president at human resources director. So she would know exactly. all of that. And it's, yeah, you had to be real careful. Right. But I have to say in the organizations that I've been in um, have been and are great organizations that support women, um, you know, for promotional needs. If there is a, a place to put them, uh, 
also for educational needs. You know, we have we are very good, I think, at, at looking at the person and the skills when we're looking at um, education that we can provide. We send people out to conferences and, and schools, and I don't see any of that where it has to be a man as opposed to a, That's good. Mm-hmm. a woman. So yeah. I'm, I'm very fortunate in that, in where I've been coming through um, in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. And that's Fidelity Bank for you. Yes, yes. And we are going to take a quick break and come right back and speak with the lovely Senior Vice President and Human <laughs> Resources Director, Mary McNichols, about all things Fidelity. And we will be right back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Shaw. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Lynn Evans. I'm president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit. I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women. Available on Amazon.com. <laughs> and who are you? I could say the whole thing. And I'm Laurie Cadden. I am the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And our guest expert this morning representing Fidelity Bank is the very lovely Mary T. McNichols, who is a senior vice president. And I understand that's a recent uh, promotion. Oh, no, it's been a little while. Okay, yeah. fine. Uh, and she's also the human resource director at Fidelity Bank. She's been with Fidelity Bank for 11 years, where she's held the position of senior trust and investment officer and currently heads the human resource and trust department. She has over 30 years of experience in trust services and more than 15 years in human resources. As a member of the senior management team at Fidelity Bank, she holds positions on various committees in the organization. Oh, there's so much here. I can't read all this. Is that not okay? I do want to say, though, that the 30 years in trust and the 15 years in human resources are are not on top of each other, but some of that happened at the same time. We know. You're way too young for that. Yes, otherwise, 45 years of banking, you should be walking in here with a (laughs) ticket. You got it. You got it. So there's some exciting news at Fidelity. There's a new branch. Yes, there's a Tell new branch coming. It. We're very excited about this. We will be building a new branch in Dallas by the Dallas Shopping Center mm-hmm. and anticipate that that will be sometime opening up sometime early next year. So um, we have our flagship branches that you may have seen in Westside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Westside, the best side. Yep, and in uh, Pittston. Yes. So it will be a design very similar to that, mm-hmm. uh, very eco-friendly, a green bank. Um, but it's very exciting because yeah. we are happy to expand, um, especially down in the Luzerne County area. We have a couple of branches down there now. So this will really add to uh, the market in the Luzerne County area. And that's, a, as we talked about this a little bit before, that's a bopping area over there. It is. Yeah. Lots it going is. on. Lots yeah. of busy There's a lot of research that goes behind mm-hmm. where, where to put, put a new bank. office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we've done that research and are very pleased with um, the spot that we have there mm-hmm. and are really looking forward to entering the market there. So now how many branches does that equal that you have? You that have? will be 11. Okay. It will be 11. Mm-hmm. So we're within Lackawanna and Luzerne counties. Wow. Is Pittston considered Lackawanna or Luzerne? Luzerne. That's Luzerne. Luzerne. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how many Luzerne 
branches are there? We have two right now, Pittston and Kingston. And so that'll be the so third. So this will be our third in that area. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what other counties are you in? Lackawanna That's County. That's it? And mm-hmm. Yep. Lackawanna County. Okay. So, but it is exciting because there are a lot of things that come along with a new um, branch. And it's not just a building, but it's the uh, service that you can provide to the customers there. Um, it provides a lot of opportunity. We're going to be hiring a branch manager and a branch staff there. So we're now on the search looking for uh, someone from the Dallas area that really knows the market there to come and run that office for us. And the thing that I like about the whole hiring process is, is first of all, finding that right person and allowing he or she to come in and help build the staff there. Mm-hmm. So that there's a real tie to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, we're pretty community oriented, which I think anybody that banks with us, and I know both of you do as well, we're very community focused and our bankers are always out there. So being able to provide that community service to the area is something that we're really looking forward to as well. And and like you said, it's just, it's really beautifully done. It really is. You know what else I want to ask, too, because we talked about this, and maybe it's already over. How's the house, the new playhouse come? Is that finalized? Or? No, not yet. Okay. Actually, um, this morning I was working on our efforts today again with it. It's going to be in Aylesworth Park, uh-huh. and which is in German, close to mm-hmm. Archbald. And uh, the children in the community are choosing from right. one of three designs. And so the last week of July into the first week of August, our bankers are going to be out building, building right? that playhouse. Unbelievable. So what we do is, is I go out to all of our bankers and, you know, who's up for this and who can come out and help us build. And we get a crew that comes out. We have a crew coming every day, Monday through Friday that week <laughs> that are leaving the office, putting on their Fidelity shirts, bringing their hammers. Um, I love And it. actually building the playhouse. So we did this in McDade Park a couple of years ago uh-huh. um, and it was very well received and the people that worked on it really loved it. So we have crews going out now and it does a lot of things. It does a lot of things for the community. It brings a new amenity to the park. Uh-huh. Um, it gets our name out there as well. But the thing that I like about the whole construction part of it is that our bankers get to work together uh-huh. and do something that's not banking I bring people in from all different departments. So people that might not have the opportunity to work together during the workday now can go out there in a more social setting Mm -hmm. and really make a a big accomplishment and work together and get to know each other better. Now, Mary, do you have to maintain that house at the McDade? Like, where is that house? It is, uh, when you go into the park, it's up to the left, up by the ball fields. Mm -hmm. Okay. The fields okay. that are up there, yeah, it's up there. Um, we do go in and do maintenance. The Lackawanna County takes care of it as part of okay. their park, but um, we'll go up from time to time, and if it needs to be repainted. Uh, when we first announced we were going to Aylesworth Park, uh, we did a, a big event up at Lackawanna, up in uh, McDade Park, brought the bankers in. We had an event on a Saturday, brought in kids. Um, but we went up and did maintenance, painting, staining, uh-huh. new mulch, yeah, really making it look good. So, Love so it. it's a really fun project. It's adorable. Yeah, and it's just like anything with home ownership. 
the thing, the constant need for maintenance. Mm, yes, absolutely. A good thing. So is there some kind of a general contractor or somebody who helps put this together or does everybody just... It's a kit, isn't it, Mayor? Doesn't it come like a kit or something? Well, it does, but you know, um, one of the things about doing a project is you always learn from it. Uh-huh. And so when we did the, the project <laughs> at McDade Park, um, we had the kit and we had the directions and we had some bankers that knew some things about construction, but it was a little difficult trying to figure everything out. So we do have a general contractor that's working with us a couple of days. All right. So that's a good thing. Uh Yep. Well, so, as you said, you think, oh, we can do this. And then you get there. It's, uh, as, as we're Meyer bankers, calls not them, builders. <laughs> yeah. Meyer calls them, get the destructions out instead of the instructions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, It was a fun project when we did it. So they're really looking forward to it again. It's a, it's a fun time for them. Big accomplishment. And how's the lemonade going in this time of the year? Lemonade, lemonade sales. Oh, well, lemonade, you mean as far as... The kids still do kids, that, don't they? they? Do. The kids with the yeah, they do. They have lemonade kits that we gave out, uh, and they I just actually are the, little entrepreneurs. I know. I think it's so cute. Yeah, it's adorable. yeah. As somebody once said, never ever pass a lemonade stand with children and not buy something. I did one time, and I took it, and it tasted like this. Just water. dump it. Just don't let them see you doing it. Just give I them know. the money and but walk just, away. You just put it in your mouth and go. Aww. <laughs> So cute. It's like that Geico commercial yes. or whatever it is with <laughs> iced yes. tea or, or the other guy she charges. She said, that'll be $4. And he goes, wash for lemonade? Well, I have this and this and this. <laughs> overhead. So, yeah, exactly. It's so well cute. done. That and then the really iced tea good. commercial with actually iced tea. What's iced tea doing? The, it, mm-hmm. no, it's funny. Anyway. Lynn, in our case, we would have to have an iced tea stand absolutely. instead of the lemonade stand. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We could do an Arnie Palmer and combine both. There you go. Yeah. That's good. It. <laughs> so what else? Uh, we were talking, Mary, before um, we went on air um, about some other stuff that you have going on. Just in general, the community awareness um, at this time of the year, it's the houses. And how many years ago was the house, the first one? Oh, I think it was four, th- three or four three or years four? ago. Yeah. So that's happening. And then your lemonade is always going on. What else is going on with the, um, and again, talking about our last segment about women and um, financial literacy. Yes. And all this stuff. Is, how's that? How's that coming along that project? Well, good. And, and I have to say, one of the things that's really big for us is, is community involvement overall from Mm -hmm. financial literacy to helping out organizations and part of our mission state is it our mission statement is um making our community prosper and we have this really neat program where we give everybody paid hours to go out and work in the community so in other words i have 40 hours a year that i can go out and work in the community the bank pays me for that the organization um gets the benefit of the things that I do. So we do a lot of things. We have programs where um, teach children to save, where we go out to the schools. We participate in community reading days. Um, We have crews all the time that are going down to St. Francis Kitchen. And one of the things that we do in HR is come up with different opportunities to send the bankers out. And they record their time on uh, what organizations they're supporting and you know, the hours that they've given. And we're always looking for, and this is probably a great venue for me to say to organizations that are listening, is we're looking for good organizations to support where we can send our bankers out to 
to work with them, whether it's it's going into a, a nursing home and putting on a program or, you know, hosting a bingo for them or, um, you know, building a playhouse or serving at the soup kitchen. And we're always out doing that kind of thing. And Fingers just love it. Mm-hmm. They just love it. Does everybody, does every employee get the opportunity to, to, if they can, to get some kind of time to do that? Everybody gets paid hours to do it. Okay. And right. just this morning I was going around saying, I have a couple spots here, so who can you send from your department that mm-hmm. we can get out for the morning? Or... So it's a team effort, mm-hmm. really. To yep. Yeah. But most of the time I'll put a roster out for something that's coming up and... By the end of the day, it's filled. It's done, yeah. And they're saying, oh, I didn't get a chance to get my name in there. Mm-hmm. So. Well, it just makes you feel good, any of that kind of stuff. And doing it with the group of, uh, co- you know, with your colleagues, wh- yeah. why not? And if you get that time, because it's always like, oh, I have to work, I can't do it. Well, if you have that time, you're going to do it. Right. You're, you're going to. Because it's going to, it creates that diversion from work, and you go and do something that makes you feel good, and it all comes together. Yep. You know, we keep track of the hours that people do for after hours because a lot of us are on boards. Mm -hmm. We give of our own personal time. Um, You know, sometimes I'll just put together a laundry list because we'll put in the names and we've got 4-H's and the Boys and Girls Club and different colleges and universities and um, different organizations with the United Way, uh, the Chamber of Commerce. The people sit on all of these boards and uh, really give a lot of their time, but you know what, we're a community bank, and that's part of what this is about. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, we, Mary, please let everybody know, how can they, if anyone needs to get in touch with anybody for whether you're applying for a job, um, especially in Dallas, right? You have, yep. th- this is going to start happening. How does someone get in touch? What's the best way to do that? Well, um, on our website, which is bankatfidelity.com, there is a section there for job openings um, and a place to send your resume in. Uh, you can email it to workatfidelity.com at fddbank.com or go right to our website. That's the, the best way to get um, resumes and, and employment requests into us. And so you can do everything online then again. Mm-hmm. Great. Yep. Well, good luck to you and all those Thank uh, you. in the new branch in, in Dallas. Exciting. And glad to have you back with us. Thank you. And, uh, we always love it when I see Mary McNichols' names from Mississippi. So, Lynn, have yes. a good weekend. You too. Thank you. I will. And everyone out there, thank you so much for listening. We so appreciate it. Have a wonderful weekend. We will see you next week. Please be safe and please be nice. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.